0: Well, good morning. It is a Sunday morning, which means stay in the loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome. This is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can then choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and mental health. This week's show on Stay in the Loop with Lucy is all about Peter Kirkwood and his involvement with the PCYC, the opening of the building in Waitara, and what happened on Thursday. Welcome to the studio, Peter.
1: Thank you, Lucy. Pleasure to be here. And I'm glad you don't discount age. Was,
0: Not was, at I was, all. I was pleased to hear that one. Oh, goodness <laughs> me, you just wait. Um, <laughs> Peter is the president of the PCYC, an active member of my mentor, uh, um, an active member and my mentor of the Rotary Club of Waranga. director of company. He plays the didgeridoo. He's a father, a grandfather. And apart from all of that, he's a very kind, generous, um, humorous, decent young man. I wrote that before you said <laughs> I don't discriminate on age. So hello, I just knew. <laughs> now, what's important is that he has now joined the ranks of being a guest on Stay in the Loop with Lucy. That's one of, that's got to be on your CV now, that's Peter. That's got Up
1: there, up there with right at the very top, Lucy. <laughs>
0: Now, Thursday, no, Wednesday was a magnificent day. It was the culmination of uh, 16 plus years, I suspect, of hard work. But let's let's rewind. Let's go back in time. The 50s and 60s, there you are, Burwood PCYC, um, taking up boxing and wrestling. And I, I mean, it, this isn't a visual medium, but you're... A slight man. I don't see you as a wrestler. But what I notice is that wrestling is all about using someone else's weight sometimes um, and not necessarily being heavy and weighty. So we'll come to that, I'm sure. Um, You joined the advisory committee for PCYC in 2000 and have been dedicated to supporting the local community through PCYC ever since. Do you want to elaborate on any of that and then maybe just share some of the other roles that you've taken on at PCYC? Because it's definitely been a journey for you, hasn't it? It's
1: been a fantastic journey. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned wrestling and and my my physical frame. I was also very involved with judo later on. And again, my frame being tall, lanky and slim doesn't suit that sport. But here we are, a few years of that and grades and...
0: I had a go at judo when I was at university. I was um, at the treasurer of the club. One, I knew nothing about treasuring at the time, and two, I knew nothing about judo. But I did have a laugh, and it is about actually not necessarily using your weight, but actually there's a rhythm and there's a momentum to learn about movement of bodies, isn't there?
1: That's correct. But that led on to jiu-jitsu, then karate. And then there's a connection between karate and the PCYC, which Mm. I can talk about later on. So with karate, I suited my frame more. I was become a black belt, part of New South Wales team, competed in tournaments and so on. So in the past, retired.
0: Okay, yes, that's (laughs) still in the mind. Yes, it does stay in the mind, doesn't it? Which you know is is a good and a bad thing in a you know in a situation where you're strategically looking at maybe you know what moves you could use if someone irritates you slightly, maybe.
1: I got to be careful at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So now PCYC, you obviously don't participate in those um, those sports anymore. They are all offered still through the PCYC and form part of the core of of what the club offers. But it's the sport and the tools they use are a way of getting young people to turn around some of the excess energy, isn't it?
1: empowering young people is the uh, the motto for the PCYC but it's getting young people active in life that's one of the the key um uh, focus on the PCYC and that's a it's a crucial um area to be involved with especially today when uh, kids are sort of sitting at home behind computers a lot more um they're not out there active you know, engage with sports you know when we were kids we had a big backyard there's no tv there's no computers so you're always outside yeah but things have changed and yeah. uh, and even now where we are located in Waitara, um, we're surrounded by high-rise development. So as I say to people, we are now the new backyard. Yes. The kids don't have a backyard. We no. are the new backyard. That's so we've got to use that to our, to our benefit and to benefit the community. So. It's got to work both ways. And it's
0: very difficult, isn't it? Because that backyard has to encompass a lot of different ideas as well because you've got – it's a very multicultural area. The the high-rise buildings, it's high density uh, and they are creating spaces in between them but without having something for teenagers to do, I always feel that you've got adolescence – I mean, because when they're children, it's slightly different. They are, you can find parks, you fi- can find things to do. But as they go into adolescence, they actually want some independence. And if you haven't got anything for them to discover and engage in, adolescence plus boredom equals serious trouble, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Because it, their brain isn't making sensible decisions at that time. It, it wants fun. Yep. So it's, uh, um, your youth... Police, the police, the the um, youth liaison officer, and some of the the police that actually work in that building, are are trained to work with young people, or just have a natural tendency to connect with young people, don't
1: they? Exactly. So, the police or PCYC PCYC is a partnership between the New South Wales Police and the community, and it always has been, always will be. And uh, so all PCYCs have police officers. They are there. They have a specific role to engage with youth, in particular troubled youth, Mm -hmm. that's their main purpose there. So uh, it's a small part of the overall movement, but such a key part that separates us from any other youth organisation. So they're there to run, to identify the needs of these young people, male and female, uh, to put into place programs, whether it be one-on-one or whether it be group sessions. And uh, our police officers here are just fantastic people. They are. Uh, They're very exciting and it's it's great to see the connections they have to Rotary and their community. And, uh, and, and the support they get through funding and, and so on. But their role is to engage with these kids, change their direction in life if it's going down the wrong path, then get them into uh, decent citizens and into the workplace, back to school, back to TAFE, whatever it takes yes. to get these kids channeled back into a meaningful way in life and become good citizens. That's the whole the whole mandate, the whole purpose.
0: So it's a mentoring role, really, isn't it? But And seeing the police as not these people who come in and shut down your fun, but actually what police were supposed to be right from the start, which is just that they're not supposed to be... Um, rottweilers you know they are people who who walk alongside us they're our uncles our brothers our sisters our mothers you know they are their people just like we are it's just their role their their choice of of career has been in law enforcement and heavens we need it sadly
1: and that takes us right back to the very beginning of the PC PCYC movement if you go back 80 years this year the police set up a disused Please lock up in Wollamaloo mm-hmm. to get kids off the street. So kids who are running foul of the law. They're um, disengaged with society. they were unemployed. Uh, you, between the First and Second World War, so it was a very difficult period in time. You mm-hmm. come out of the Depression, come out of the Second World War, very difficult, difficult period. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Minister of Police Commissioner Mackay, who was a member of Sydney Rotary, just saw this need to engage with the kids, not be confrontational, yeah. which was the case, of course, when kids are misbehaving and getting on the wrong side of the law. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But look at a way to channel these kids' act, energy and activity into something meaningful, and that's where the whole movement started. So I'm happy to talk about that.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's fascinating.
1: <laughs> so if you go back, um, well, Commissioner Mackay was a member of City Rotary <coughs> um, in the uh, mid, mid-30s. So he approached the, uh, the, the president for Rotary that year. Uh, they then approached the uh, New South Wales State Government. They supported the vision to get kids off the streets. Uh, the government made available a disused police lock-up in Wollamaloo, which became the first police Rotary Boys Club.
0: Ah, so
1: there's the history with the PCYCs, that the relationship, mm. and then that was uh, so the first uh, PCYC was well the police boys club or police rotary boys club uh, was commissioned on the first of April 1937. Later that year, the police had other youth groups around New South Wales. So later in 1937, the uh, the police formed the Federation of Police Boys Clubs to encompass all those and roll them under the one umbrella. So it was the the Wollamaloo Club. Police Rotary Boys Club, other boys' clubs all became part of this um, under the umbrella of the, the Federation of Police Boys Clubs. Okay. So, that's, so the name Rotary kind of dropped at that point, but it's so great now, 80 years later, to see that Rotary connection strongest.
0: It was very basically. present on Wednesday, wasn't <laughs> it, was. it? Very present. It was lovely. Now, one of the things that you did at that ceremony, apart from actually being thanked by a lot of people because, uh, and, and we'll go through this as the show goes on, you've been there from the start to the finish through a lot of people coming and going. Um, you played the didgeridoo. Where did that come into your life, Peter?
1: <laughs> well, it's, um, if you go back to the Second World War, my, my father's based in Western Australia with the war, uh, with the Australian Army. Uh, my mum would have to join him. And my, from my understanding, she acquired a boomerang on the Nullarbor somewhere. So okay. that's my understanding cause I can't ask them. They've long since gone. So that boomerang was at home there for many years. I inherited that boomerang. And then when I started doing business travel, and I've traveled a lot over many, many years, uh, I started bringing back artifacts. So be it from Australia or New Zealand Carb, Maori Carbings or Papua New Guinea or Fiji, wherever it was, I had this collection. And there's one trip I was involved with, uh, Imparja in Television, Indigenous TV station up in Alice Springs, also uh, with the um, the other the Horizon Radar program in its very early days, the Jiggly wow. program, and uh, I drive uh, hundred miles, 160 kilometres out of out Alice Springs out to the Hart's Range where the radar site was. So not, another story, but I um, just store there's a didgeridoo, so I bought this didgeridoo for his artwork, and. Uh, brought that thing back from Alice Springs back to Brisbane, from there back through Papua New Guinea, I was on a trip, business travel many stories say how so, so I'd try to get through Papua New Guinea, back to Sydney and hung on the wall at home there for years and I'd walk past this thing thinking i got to learn how to play that thing mm. so that's where it all started that would have been 25 years ago I guess
0: Wow, and you play it in, in lots of lots of different spaces, I mean you, you clearly you were very at ease with playing it um, on Wednesday, you know, the hat went on, the stance was taken up and it just, it, it came from your body. Uh, and it was beautiful seeing the young woman who gave the uh, welcome to country, how gracious she was in in working with you with that as well.
1: And that was probably a surprise to her because um, I got asked if I'd do the dig uh, only a couple of weeks before the opening and um, I just spoke with uh, Rihanna a couple of times on the phone, just organising her to be there to give the welcome to country. And she did a fantastic job, beautiful young lady, and uh, granddaughter of um, Auntie Edna, who's a very prominent Aboriginal elder in our community. And uh, so it was probably a bit of a surprise to her to have the didge there, but she was very gracious, I must admit. Mm. I just spoke to her a few minutes before we started. And I said, Look, this is what I'll do. I'll just do a Bit of a bit of a play and a couple of animal calls, I'll give you the big kookaburra, <laughs> and that'll be the cue to
0: the jewel. lovely. And then
1: when you finish, I'll just uh, taper off, and uh, that's where we, that's, that's where I came from.
0: Fantastic! All right, uh, coming up, Peter is going to talk us to us a little bit more about the involvement with Rotary. And how the p c and y c are linked and obviously we we heard the early story, but there's more to it and and actually how how it's become such a a large part to have possibly half of the room on Wednesday, Rotary members from various different organisations around uh, around Hornsby. You're listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Today we are talking to Peter Kirkwood, who is president, who is president of the PCYC in Waitara and director of PCYC New South Wales. He's also an active Rotarian since the late 1999. And um, Peter, how about... Maybe you tell us more. At the, in the first half, you shared with us that um, Rotary was one of the founding groups that got the PCYC started. Then um, they their name disappeared off a lot of the sort of documents and the founding and the sort of over the coming years. But you very much brought it back together. What You started in Rotary in 2000, was it?
1: 2002? Uh, 1999 with Rotary. Oh, of course. Uh, then... Yeah, sorry. So just how things sort of, it's interesting how things come together in life. Um, I've been involved with the PCYC over many years through boxing wrestling, as you mentioned earlier, back in the 1959, 1960s, karate at uh, Hornsby PCYC, one of my, one of the venues for my lessons uh, way back in the 70s. So I thought nothing driving from Manly to Hornsby for, for a lesson, which I'd drive everywhere around Sydney for lessons. Uh, the 90s, I was back at the PCYC with my son, with basketball, and uh, so we'd moved to the north, up the North Shore by then to yeah and then um, <clears throat> so I thought I had a fair knowledge of PCYC, and then I was involved with neighbourhood watch, and neighbourhood watch would have a police officer. Well, they would chair the meetings of so the AGM, then they bring in a guest speaker, and then they bring in someone from the dog squad or the transit. Or
0: Very cool. Other, other areas
1: of the police, which was fantastic at that understanding, overview of the police. yeah. And then um, the uh, police officer, uh, Belinda, came in from the PCYC. Well, the PCYC is run by police officers back in up to the, about the early, about the 19, 2002 era. So she came in and started talking about the PCYC. Well, the more she spoke, the more I realised I didn't understand and I'd been involved. And I figured if I had had this involvement with the PCYC and I don't understand what the movement stands for and their history and so on, how about the average person in the street who's had no real Mm. connection? So that started something rattling around in my brain. (laughs) And then um, I joined the ROT in 1999. In year 2000, I took over as the club's uh, community service director. I set up a project called Community Connections to focus on youth and disability. Uh, PCYC was in Hornsby, of course. Uh, Studio Arts was a brand-new organisation back then, disability organisation. Fusion, Youth Outreach, uh, Waitara Public School. My kids had just gone through the OC class and on to high school. And the Horsey Rockets, a disability tenpin bowling team. So some connection between them and and Studio
0: Arts.
1: Yeah. So we uh, wrote, we would facilitate these meetings. And so that sort of brought a connection back. And I figured, well, part of my strategy should be to have one of our Rotary members on their management committees or on their boards yes. to lock us in. Yeah, uh, That way we'd enable them to get uh, access through ROTI to the Mayor and to the Member of Parliament and to uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce and, mm. and, and so on, So mm. uh, the, the media and so on. So that was just as part of the strategy. And uh, I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll put my head and get elected on the PCYC committee and
0: yep.
1: another one went on the City of Arts board, another one on the School Council. And that's how that all that, that connection started.
0: Yes, that's clever, and as you say, um, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? It's an, it's an expression I always kind of look to, and it doesn't always have to be you, but where you see there's a need, it's like, okay, let's make that happen.
1: And then opportunities present themselves in time. Yes. And uh, and then they may be perceived disadvantages disadvantaged and, and um, unfortunate situations happen, but when you look back, it was... It was a stepping stone to something bigger and better.
0: Mm.
1: Um, So, in 2001, uh, Horsby Council had released a draft DCP to allow for potential high rise development in George Street, where the PCYC was located. Right. So, just down near Office Works, down that area there. Yes. So, that was all zoned two story commercial for many, many years. Mm -hmm. That's where the PCYC was. And then um, the zoning. Proposed zoning change allowed for eight-storey commercial development. Right, and then I was made aware of this uh, draft DCP. The um, one of my um, an architect colleague was operating on behalf of a person who owned property beside the PCYC, and he said, "Well, this gentleman's looking at possible redevelopment. Would the PCYC like to be considered as part of an overall development? What an opportunity! Yeah. What an opportunity!" Yeah. So. Uh, it was an old building built back in the police boys' club era. Yes. So it was. Uh, it was very know,
0: tattie, dedicated, it? Room boxing, yeah. dedicated room for
1: boxing, dedicated room for wrestling, and, yeah. and so on. So it uh, just needed modernising.
0: Mm. Well, what an opportunity! Mm.
1: So that started, and I was chaired a meeting in 2001. Uh, brought in the then PCYC CEO. This is four CEOs. Ago. Wow. <laughs> <Ago>. Four CEOs. <laughs> yeah. So we're going back in time. So brought in the CEO, uh, the police officers, uh, myself, the architect. We all talked about this draft DCP. I did a bit of survey on the community, on the number of schools and all the thing around where we can get our support from, uh, for, for membership. Mm. And that's what that started. So finally a, a DCP was submitted. Uh, another DCP got submitted beside us. Uh, they beat us to the punch. Oh. That's the way life goes but it turned out in our favour. <clears throat> so then that DCP was on sale to Meriton. The uh, draft DCP became a DCP, not for eight-storey commercial, but for 12-storey residential. Wow. <clears throat> and then, so the Merton buildings went up. Uh, we went back with another DC, uh, 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 DA, uh, which got approved, a stage DA got approved. There's some issues. Uh, so we just let that D-ray, DA run its course so that was our second DA. Okay. Same site, second yes. DA. Different building. Yeah. So that let it run its scores In the meantime, PCYC had been talking to uh, TAFE around New South Wales about co-locating with TAFE. Mm. So I had a meeting with the, the college director. We, we, we cited a, a part of, parcel of land over there, which was ideal for a, a PCYC. Mm-hmm. Um, that discussion was going on, but didn't really go any, anywhere. In the meantime, somebody said to me, look, you know, bowling clubs have got troubles, you know, we should go and approach maybe a bowling club. I said, "Yeah, here's another opportunity. Yeah. So I went down and knocked on the door of the Horsy Bowling Club, Lawn Bowls, thinking I'd be thrown out. Yes. And they said, well, yeah, yeah we'll talk. I said, here's Lovely. another opportunity. Yeah, I love
0: it. I like your way.
1: <laughs> and uh, so that's another long story. Yeah. But there's um, we had two uh, MOUs. Right. Memorandum of Understandings. One was for a development project and one was a loan agreement. Okay. So I won't elaborate on those.
0: Yeah.
1: those, no, no. uh, but uh, that allowed us to build over one of the greens yes. and part of the building. Right. So here we are back to council negotiating another DA. We got to yep. the point where we're ready to submit a DA. Yep. Council have been involved with their traffic studies and with our safety requirements yes. and all those factors That's that came a in. A lot
0: of time and effort. And
1: complying with yep. the DA. Uh, and then in the meantime, the body company went receivership. Right. Another long story. Yes. <laughs> so then we had that whole site to play. But in the meantime, we um, that's Crown Land. Yep. Uh, we'd been into Crown Land's department uh, to negotiate being on the same lease as the body club. Yes. And that kind of tied us right in. Right. Uh, and then once they went into receivership, it's back to the uh, Department of Lands negotiating, taking over that whole lease on that. Yep crowning our site there which yeah. gave us a much bigger footprint yes and another opportunity and, and another challenge
0: then <laughs> enters Kim Warwick and a complete switcheroo for, for the different sites we might go to that um, shortly uh, just fascinating there's just so much to it and it, it, it makes sense that it took a lot of time and I've, I feel that what you're sharing is a real lesson to people who have projects and passion is that they take time. You may know the outcome that you feel is the right outcome, but actually it takes time for that to bubble to the surface and maybe other people in the community be to be ready for what you know the community needs. Coming up, we will continue that conversation maybe about the switch around of how you actually got to the site you got to. Because anyone who knows the area will know that the site you're talking about is the opposite side of a beautiful cricket pitch. Um, and so there must have been a bit of a switch around. But first of all, let's have um, Brave by Robbie Boyd because I think this particularly describes how you've <laughs> approached it. And, um, and then we'll go into you know, delving into some of the challenges of the highs and lows, maybe some, some good stories there. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Today we are talking to Peter Kirkwood. Welcome back, Peter.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. <Lissy. laughs>
0: President of the PCYC NY Tower, a Very gorgeous man. Very important man. <laughs> and director of PCYC New South Wales. I throw that in because I don't think that that's a small thing to sniff at. Because not only do you do it locally, but you've realised that there needs to be a voice on the statewide, state-wide board. I feel that what you have learnt at the grassroots level... You, and I could be wrong here so please tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth I feel like there's a part of you that realised that you can't just keep that those learnings for yourself that actually we need to learn them on a statewide level
1: Thanks Lucy uh, it's very interesting the uh, the PCYC is a not for profit organisation so a company limited by guarantee so you have a board of directors um, the board the, uh, has a chairman um, the chairman is um, um, Alex Harvey very senior man in Macquarie Bank so the um, so the the uh, the chairman is appointed by the minister for police. Okay. And then a board is appointed, and a lot of those are appointed by the minister for police. So you got a pretty high level board. Uh, there's, a, there's a judge and people from the uh a, part, a retired um, assistant commissioner of police mm-hmm. and an active a current the poli- uh, mm-hmm. commissioner of police um, uh, assistant commissioner uh, Joe Casser, mm-hmm. who's a he heads up the youth command within New South Wales Police. Okay. Then other people from the community, but the PCYC um, has a, an arrangement where members can nominate or elect two people from within the PCYC movement. And it just so happens that I happen to be up there uh, representing the the, the city based clubs. Yes. And another lady by the name of Dot Hennessy is representing the the uh, regional clubs. Well, it just so happens she is a very strong Rotarian from District 9675, which is our sister ah. district to the south. So here now on the board of PCYC New South Wales, you've got these two very dedicated Rotarians. And that's quite an interesting connection, isn't it, when you think back the history of the PCYC and the connection yes. with Rotary, to have two Rotarians.
0: Not on purpose, uh, not going on there as Rotarians, but going on there in, as in, the, PCYC their, members, PCYC but, member,
1: but yeah. representing uh, Rotary and the community.
0: So let's delve into that, that relationship between Rotary and PCYC.
1: Uh, so that, so coming back to, to here, yes. uh, well, Of course, the history's there. Uh, the, the Rotary's had a strong connection with um, PCYC so around New South Wales, the regional countries, the cl- clubs more so, but not so much the city-based clubs. There's been some connection, some support, but uh, the, the idea now is to encourage a, a reconnection. Um, recently, we well for the last couple of years we've had a uh, an MOU between Rotary. Our district, 9685, and also now 9675, and another rope has become involved, mm-hmm. uh, 9670, I think it is.
0: Are they given numbers uh, based on where they are geographically, or is it just easier to to say a district because it encapsulates a number of different clubs?
1: Yes, it's a district, so a district okay. gets assigned a number. Uh, so we, our district here happens to go from uh, North Sydney up the northern beaches up through the central coast to Wyong. Right. Lake so Macquarie that's a lot area. of
0: clubs in that district.
1: A lot of clubs. And out okay. to the Blue Mountains. So it's a big okay. district. Yeah. And a similar district to the south, another one okay. through Canberra and, and around Makes the sense. southern highlands. So there are those three I'm, I'm mentioning. Okay. So under the terms of the MAU between Rotary and the PCYC, Rotary will support fundraising activities such as time for kids and those things to run fa- funds for, uh, in particular support the police programs to uh, to fund those programs. And then there's other ways for, for recognition for um, RILA, the youth, Rotary Youth yes. Leadership Awards, uh, vocational awards. We can all tie in and support the PCYC that way. But under the uh, the, the, the new MOU we signed, uh to get signed at Wurrunga Rotary, uh, just as, as the venue uh, in uh, July. Under those terms, there's a really strong connection back between the two organisations to the point where... Uh, a, a PCYC club manager will become a member of a local Rotary club. The executive, including the CEO of the PCYC, will become a member of Rotary. And then Rotary will have a, a place on the PCYC club's advisory board. Nice. So, so these are really strong connections. We're yeah. pulling back together again yeah. to just strengthen that relationship, which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, probably this should have been all along maybe, but that's where yeah. that's right now The PCYC is now 64 clubs around New South Wales, very strong organisation, 106,000 members. Wow. So, had a bit of a dip down in about the year 2000, and then there's a change of the guard, and things started to get pulling up, and today we're such a strong, powerful organisation. And as the the Governor said the other day, he's looking forward to new clubs in Walgut and all these regional PCYC's there, but... New clubs, like we've got to hear, yes. new amenity, new opportunities, yep. new ways to engage with youth, and all ages, but in particular youth. And in those country areas, the Indigenous community is a very key part of what we do in our strategy, working with youth and uh, empowering young people.
0: Because they are very disparate and different communities. And as much as we are all human beings, the ways of engaging with different communities and different cultures really does need some attention. You can't just presume that everybody engages in the same way that's a very myopic really way of looking at it It isn't really you've got to to open out and 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 understand what will engage a community I rather naively jumped over how you ended up on your site so I'm going to flip this very quickly before the break we were saying that you were going to share with us how you ended up on the site you ended up on. Now, just briefly, what? how did you end up getting that enormous site? There must have been some conversation where someone said, hey, look, you know, do you really want the bit that's down the bottom which would give you a footprint of X? Or would you rather, shall we just go for it? And actually, bearing in mind the number of developments and high-rise buildings that are coming up here and the influx of community we're going to have, you know, is it worth looking at this you know in a different way and actually more people putting money into the pot
1: happy to talk about that to some degree yes
0: please don't <laughs> give away state secrets because uh, i don't want but, to be but back to your
1: earlier comment about engaging with the community mm. and you're talking about while some of these remote areas the same applies here you know if you go back to the old Joy street building when i joined the pcyc it was predominantly anglo-saxon that was the community the community today is very different so the new if you walk through the PCYC today, you'll see a lot of people from that Southeast Asian mm-hmm. region of, of, of the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, our, that's our demographics. That's our mm-hmm. community. So we've got to be adaptable. And you can't just say, well, this is how we did it then. We're always going to do it that way. It doesn't work. You've got to be adaptable. And mm-hmm. that's one of the challenges we've gone through here is to make ourselves um, meaningful and relevant to our new community. And that's part of the challenge uh, along the way, which is, which is a great and opportunity. Going back to the question about the site location, uh, once we uh, took over that whole bowling Green site, we went back to council again with a bigger footprint to work with. So the DA we had ready to go on the single bowling Green, we put that on hold, back to council, uh, back to the lands department to negotiate the lease on the whole site, and then back to council again saying, OK, now we've got this full footprint. We knew there was a stormwater drain under one of the greens, which is going to have a bit of an issue. Uh, as it turned out, there's stormwater drains, drains under two of the greens, yeah. which kind of limited what you can put over. You can put a car park, you can put tennis courts, which there are now, mm. but a high-rise development, mm. uh, no. So that was going to compromise what we, we the footprint we had available. Uh, then I uh, remember sitting in a meeting with council, some of the council executive and uh, the PCYC CEO and PCYC club manager, we talked about uh, the fact that my vision for the whole precinct is a sporting, recreational, performing arts precinct. PCYC, tennis courts, greens, you've got all the high rise, a bit of green space on that side, a bit of green space on the other side. How does the green space on Park Avenue connect in, the green space on White Tar Avenue connect in, Mm. cycleways, pathways, how's it going to flow, connect together? So City Council, you know, what's your vision for this whole precinct? And I think our architect was here at the time and mentioned that uh, maybe there should be a master plan for that whole precinct. Yeah. So that's where that got left off. Um, Some months later, back in for another meeting, moving ahead on that site. And I remember um, Bob Stevens, the Deputy General Manager of Council, saying, I'd like to uh, put something on the table to discuss. Yes? (laughs) (laughs) What have you... Looked at the possibility of a land swap. We relocate the PCYC up to on the other end where the tennis courts are. We move the tennis courts down to where the bowling greens are.
0: And that very fantastic drainage.
1: And, the, and that, and because of the, yep. the drainage issues, yeah. it's a, it's a flood-prone area yep. at times. I have seen the greens underwater. Yeah. So I know the uh, the runoff down uh, Park Avenue yep. in particular. Yeah. So that started a whole new process, a uh, uh, whole new way of looking at what mm, we're going to do. Mm. It also had some challenges because we had the loose on Crown land, mm. the tennis courts is Council land.
0: Mm, of so course. Wow. Then the, then the
1: lawyers get involved. Wow. Well, oh, we p- all
0: grind to a halt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty um, exhausting, um, costly exercise. And there could have been times there where Council walked away, PCYC walked away with the difficulty in... Yes. in loose negotiation and so on <clears throat> but stuck it out
0: do you know this is again you know uh, correct me if i'm wrong were you being paid for this job
1: i'm a volunteer
0: there we go <laughs> like i mean do you, it blows my mind the the fact that you stuck with it and i'm so wowed that actually everybody did that they could see the the bigger picture they could see the importance of it and you stayed with it
1: at times I um, try and look inside my own head mm. and think, what makes a volunteer? What drives a volunteer? Why do people dedicate themselves to Rotary, to Lions, to this organisation, that organisation? What What motivates people? Because you're not there for the personal recognition. No. You get a re- you get recognition, it's fine, it's, and you appreciate that. But that's not the driving factor for the majority of Some people, yes. I agree. But that's not, not the driving factor. So yeah. I, I can't really work out what goes inside the mind mm. to... Um, to drive a person to do these things for,
0: for the benefit
1: of others, or the community.
0: Yeah. I, I think there is in all of us a deep knowing that we're all part of the same human race, and that on some level we are here for service and to and to bring us all back to one community. And you embody that. You may not openly under, acknowledge it, but I see you've lived that, and you've brought. You've, you're sharing that. I just see it. It inspires me because I look at it and go, you could get nothing out of that. Yes, people can say thank you to you, but I don't think that that is what gets you out of bed in the morning is please let's hope someone says thank you to me. You just actually see that there's something needed in the community and you get on with it.
1: And one of the things that really drew me to Rotary was when I got approached, I'd heard of Rotary. Yeah. But had no knowledge of what the organisation stood for. Yes. Um... In fact, I went and got a, an expert opinion. I went to a pastor.
0: Smart, <laughs> I said
1: Richard. This probably a good organisation. Yeah. Anyway, so but what really drew me in was the fact they had a project going at Waitara Public School. Right. And my kids had just gone through there and moved on to high school. Mm. And I've been up there for working bees and your bodyguard for the discos and yeah, oh, you know, teacher parent teacher interviews and school plays. Yeah, you had this connection with the school through your kids mm. to have a project. On that site, that's what hooked me to Rotary. I think that's what drives a lot of people to get involved with community is yes. something that's just is a passion. There's a, maybe a connection with the past. I don't know what it is, but.
0: Well, then Rotary's um, <clears throat> word service above self. You know, there is something about. That's why I joined Rotary. I, I met a whole load of people who are just really lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a family. And I got that. They are doing grassroots work in the community, and how lovely to be offered the opportunity to be part of that. It's not there's there's no self in it. You're just there as a as a body that can actually support another.
1: As yes, my friend, uh, Pastor governor John Cameron says, uh, uh, "Doing good in the world." Yeah. And I think that's a, a motto of Rotary: doing good in the world, doing good in your community, helping others. Yeah. Less, less fortunate.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so wow, um i I really felt that um, that it's been labor. you know, it's been a birth. we've We've talked a little bit about some of the trials, the conception, uh, we've gone through a, a fair few trimesters. <laughs> you know, the the delivery came sixteen years later. <laughs> when we come back. Can we talk maybe a little bit about some of the people that brought that to fruition, some of the people that maybe you didn't get a chance to, to, you don't feel maybe got a chance to to have a thank you on the Wednesday, but who, without whom, and they might not be in the community anymore, but without whom it would have been a hard road. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. I'm here with Peter Kirkwood talking all about... PCYC, Rotary, the new PCYC buildings and all the relationships that made that building what it is today and filled it with laughter, with fun, with ouches, <laughs> with, uh, with just a buzz. And, and let me share with you, when we went to the opening... It was full of you know, um, very important dignitaries. Um, Studio Arts and their students did an amazing and really great fun dance sequence at the beginning. But while I was listening to all the dignitaries talking, what I particularly loved about the building was how it came alive around. They didn't shut it off and stop everything else happening. Um, there were people walking. There were people looking. That you know, it was alive. The building was alive, and it was the people's building. That was unusual and really refreshing. It was really lovely.
1: You know, the uh, the official opening was going to be scheduled for one and a half hours. Ah. Then they thought, "Hang on, we need to get this court space back because yes. we're running activities. Yes. Get on with the important things. The, the official opening is very important, but. We're there for the people. Yeah. So we needed to get that floor space back. So it was then Squished. trimmed down to one hour, which was fantastic anyway. that just worked out so good, just that one hour yeah. for the official opening, the governor and the police commissioner and yeah. the, the PCY CEO, Dominic, and these people speaking, the, the Minister of Police, Roy, these people spoke so, so well, but it was just the, the timing was good. Yeah. No one sort of went on too long. No. There was no yawning in the audience, and uh, it was just fantastic. Welcome to the country. All that was so good. But then we were able to move off there and flip the course space to get back on yeah. to what we're there for, and that is supporting the community, in particular youth, and uh, getting on with the, the activities. But then to see the people, the joy and and um, yeah, having see, see the the uh, uh, the governor and our club patron Matt Coons, uh, that uh, playing table tennis, having a bit of a oh, that was and funny. I, I just t- saw a photograph yesterday on Facebook, and I thought. This is really insignificant because here we've got the governor, uh, David Hurley, and Matt Keane playing table tennis. At one level, you've got David Hurley as the patron for PCYC New South Wales. At the other level, we've got Matt Keane, the patron for PCYC Hornsby Cringa. Guide. I thought, mm. this is this is great. We should get some mileage out of this. You've got the two patrons yes. for their respective parts of the PCYC yes, in the PCYC, in one of our activities. yeah. And, the, and table tennis is one of our growth activities. Yes. Uh, we've always had the vision that we will be the centre of excellence for table tennis.
0: Well, you're um, well on the way to it.
1: Well, we had over 200 members at George Street. We had to trim that right back when we consolidated back into the bowling club. Yes. Now we've got this opportunity to build that right up. Uh, in fact, uh, Paul out who runs our table tennis, great guy, mm. very passionate about his sport. Uh, he had... High-ranking people from tennis tournaments New South Wales at the official opening.
0: Yes, I've never so, seen anything. I didn't know people so, tennis could be played that way.
1: And uh, so you got people from that high level. Yes. In at our official opening. Yeah. Look at the venue, saying, "This is fantastic." Yeah. We can make this work. So. Yeah.
0: And they can bring events there. They can do, um, you know, they they can they can do uh, what are those matches where they're ex- um, exhibition matches. You know, they can really bring that in. What was interesting was David um, Hurley has a very good arm on him. He yeah, like he's really good. So I think Matt Keane thought it was going to be a fun photo opportunity, and he had to work for it. Like Matt <laughs> stood up, he got up there, he he you know he brought himself to the table, and he did really well against David. But all of a sudden, David would unleash this for, this cross court <laughs> forehand that was just well. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I told the photographer to be a little bit careful about where he stood because he was likely to get hit.
1: <laughs> well, the governor was also down in the, uh, the fitness center. Really? And Danielle Halverson, who runs yes. all their fitness programs, uh, was having a good interview or chat with, uh, uh, with the, the governor and his wife. And I said, yes, well, maybe while you're here, you should try some of the equipment. Mm. And he agreed, he's, he's over there on one of the uh, the walking machines there and his wife gets up in the one beside her and away they go, they're pounding away. and Fantastic. <laughs> I said to Danielle, Jack, and he said, have you updated your resume? Yeah. Personal trainer to the governor. Yeah, yeah, else. yeah.
0: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good.
1: <laughs> she said, if only, if only.
0: Well, as you know, Danielle's gorgeous because she treats everybody as if they're the governor. You know, there's no no difference between the 14 year old that she does, that they they have their teen programs. She teaches them all exactly the same way. It's just fantastic. Great, great bunch. Now, um, there must have been some other people along the way who, you know, kind of probably unsung heroes in the process. I know you can't mention everyone, and I, I think it's really important that we say right up front there are going to be a lot of people that we don't mention.
1: So Daniel Lars was the club manager. He, res- he res- resigned just recently. His wife just had a second child. We now got two children under the age of two. Wow! Uh, living on the Central Coast, so he's just came a little it's bit. A, yeah, you know, he had to focus back on his family. So yeah, rightly he's just uh, left the job. And uh, but he did a phenomenal job in supporting the vision uh, yeah. for the new club, trying to keep everyone together, and yeah. focused on the yeah. on the on the project. Uh, then had to. Take a club that was a, a running operational club mm-hmm. in Joy Street, shrink it right down to fit into the bowling club building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that How means we long... lost a lot of activities, yes. uh, all the indoor soccer, futsal, basketball, yes. all those activities had to go, uh, But and now rebuild. Yes. And he uh, did a great job through it. Prior to that, uh, Chris Perry was the club manager. Yeah. Uh, Chris and I worked together very closely for, for years on the project. We had the opportunity for redevelopment. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we came up with our wish list. And mm-hmm. uh, back to state office saying, you know, we've got this opportunity. This is what we would like to see yeah. in a new PCYC based on the demographics, the location, uh, all those factors coming in. So we put together and got basketball, uh, sorry, a uh, uh, table tennis featured very highly in that, uh, that wish list. Yes. Babington. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the sports that attract the um, newer generations around here. So we factored all that in as key activities to focus on in time to come. The cafe, the fitness centre, mm-hmm. those are all part of that. Mm-hmm. So in gymnastics, we weren't really fussed on gymnastics, but PCY's state office were very um, insistent. Right now, I'm so pleased it went ahead. Yes. My little three-year-old and five-year-old grandchildren had signed up for junior gymnastics, and that'll be one of the roles I'll take on moving forward is to help really promote yeah. gymnastics. as a huge... Great opportunity, and the uh, to to engage all the schools around. We've got a lot of primary schools, a lot of preschools. We're running kinder gym from eighteen months to three years, junior gym three to five, and so on. Yes, right up through to hopefully Olympic standards. So we've got this great opportunity in front of us now. So it's now putting into place plans to really promote and engage with the community and yeah. build those activities that we hadn't had the opportunity before, mm. we now have.
0: Mm. And, you know, obviously I am, um, I've am i been a youth worker with Street Work for a number of years, and we work with the teen group. Now, I do see a hole and a potential there for more work with teens, proper teens, mm-hmm. um, and, and teens who... Because I think you've got the teens up until 13, 14, but not that older group. And it would be great to actually bring some programs in that can engage them. And I think probably you need to probably talk with the teens to say what sort of programs do you need so they've got their buy-in because it's so easy for me to go, oh, look, it would be great to do this, this and this. But I've been trying to run a youth group there and that hasn't quite taken off. So so clearly I haven't quite got the the lay of the land of what they're looking for, what they need, what they would like out of that space. Whereas I did see, you know, six teenagers who were a little bit cross that their court was being taken up by this opening ceremony the other day and, you know, trying to neg- negotiate whether to go outside and come back or, you know, well, how long are they going to be there? This is our space, you know. So, um, but I would love to see that that potential, the, the teen programs really coming in.
1: Interesting uh, observation and, and comments. Um For PCYC committee, all clubs have a committee. A committee to be a valid committee must have a president Mm. and it must have two youth representatives on the committee. Ah, good. That's that's a mandate by state office, by PCYC New South Wales. So all clubs must have a president and two youth representatives. Then you have a vice president, you have all these other committee members. Yeah. But that's a requirement. Mm. Also at the uh, the board level, uh, the CEO has... Assigning different committees at the board level, I've gone onto a youth committee at the board level. Mm. Now, from that flowing down, there'll be uh, a number of teenagers or youth from around New South Wales will come in on a committee, reporting into that that to the board via the the, the board members. Uh, I being one, so so there'll be a voice from the youth as to where the PCYC should be positioned. Yes. what do we need to do? Yeah. how do we interact with youth and so on. So
0: that's It'll all come. That's,
1: that's all happening at the in moment so there's there's a working place yeah i saw the doc the other day added some comments things got to change a little bit amended okay. so well, that's, you've that's, got that's happening
0: the teen gym and that's good so you've got i think you're probably one of the only places where you can have teenagers in the gym not necessarily on the weights up until they're 17 18 but you've you've they're in there and they're um supervised or and there's a program three times a week which just i think is fantastic Uh, For mental and for physical health. Um, So, your gym staff, who actually also work as your front of desk staff sometimes, hats off to them, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, There's also the big youth hub.
0: Ah, yes. Uh,
1: That's going to be branded the Rotary Youth Hub. So, um, once again, it's a connection back between PCWise and Rotary and youth. Yes. Yeah, that'll be used for um, homework and a whole range of activities, Uh, the school holiday programs with kids of all ages. It's an area which is. um, it has great level of supervision, both from the control desk mm. and from the admin office, mm-hmm. and from the police office. Mm-hmm. All that is the it's the it's the heart of our building. Mm. You are walking through the centre, the first thing you see is the the big youth hub. Yeah. So that's going to be a great space that street work and other organizations can use. Yes. With programs, yeah. so made of coordinating with the club manager.
0: Yeah.
1: And the police officers, because there's you know some commonality and, some, and uh, some synergies there yeah and we'll be able to put programs in
0: uh for Lovely. this purpose excellent and um, i'd like to say uh, a big shout out to the because i go for my early morning workout sessions i would like to say a big thank you to that front of desk staff who um, are always always welcoming and it can't be easy when you're juggling that job um, a lot of people trying to join a lot of people trying to ask questions not necessarily having the same language that they're asking you know the questions that is the is your language of of origin and um and yet one grumpy face would put someone off going again and so they really are just they i just you know i kind of wanted to say a big thank you <laughs>
1: Thanks. Yeah, it is a challenge, and uh, as you say before, the um, they could have been there for eight hours.
0: Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, someone comes in and tries to change the attitude or the the mood. Yes. Uh, they got to maintain that peace and calm. Yeah. So and yeah, and, and you're dealing as you rightly say, um, the uh, the demographics have changed so much. You're dealing with a lot of different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. Diverse languages, um, the accents. You know, yeah. you got to pick up on that and try and understand what people are saying. It's been a busy time. Our peak membership. Back in the old building it was about 2400 but now well over 3,000 so there's been this massive growth mm-hmm. I mean, and that' shrunk right down to way below probably a thousand so
0: okay in the bowling
1: club wow so it's been this massive growth yes. and a lot of that is new members coming in so people signing up but new membership coming in mm-hmm. there's all the the form work and everything that's got to be done so each member represents I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes yes. of time Yes, multiplied That's by a few a thousand. Lot,
0: isn't it? Wow. So, you
1: know, so it's been a and massive the paperwork. undertaking for the staff to mm. to accommodate, plus put in place the programs, plus the hiring of staff, the scheduling, the... Yes identifying the programs and the committee needs. Yeah, there's been a lot there, so and yeah, people are generally happy, which is which is great.
0: And the issues of a new building, a new building that's going to have quirks that you don't know their quirks until you actually start working them, and then that's a constant, that's a constant development as well, isn't it? And
1: we have found a few. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe they should change my name to Mister Peter Kirkwood Quirkwood or something. Quirkwood, I like it. <laughs> there are a few quirks. So uh, um, yeah, some are was kind of. Major oversights, so others uh just you identify those you as you progress. So you address those, you know, you fix this and fix that and uh update this and update that and uh, Yeah,
0: very we'll get cool. there. You but do. we we
1: have set the new benchmark um for future PCYCs and the relationship with the council. The relationship with Horsby Council's been very good over over many years and uh we, we really appreciate that. Um
0: it was lovely to see how many of them were there to support yeah, you on and Wednesday. And you have
1: your challenges along the way, you know. They yeah. want this, you want that, and, mm. and try and compromise. And that mm. goes on. and still goes on to this point in time. But, you know, you work together because you're there for the community. Mm. So let's, let's not lose sight of that, mm. what your purpose is. Mm. And uh, how do you achieve that, uh, that aim and that goal? Get on you, And people. outcome. Thank but, you. But I must say too, Carfax, the uh, the company who actually developed the site, yeah. they've been extremely good to work with. And uh, our police in particular have a really appreciated their um, uh, agreement to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Our police run programs for youth at risk and young mm-hmm. offenders. Uh, they've had three programs running with Carfax during that time, uh, getting kids onto a building site. Wow. At the first point was during the, the uh, excavation. Then there's all the concreting, then the construction, different phases. Yeah. And Carfax have been very agreeable to have these kids come in. They had to go through all their, their safety checks and mm-hmm. indoctrination, all that sort of things. So these kids coming up with their helmets on, their vests on. But what a great opportunity to give them exposure to the construction industry yes. at different levels. Yes. And then try and channel an interest back into something that's meaningful yeah. in their lives.
0: So beti- potentially an ongoing relationship with Carfax, that they may take you know, young people in those kind of un- more vulnerable situations in the future. Yeah, well. and
1: I'm sure Carfax want more jobs with PCYC too. Well,
0: that would be <laughs> a mutually beneficial arrangement. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Peter. Anything else that you'd like to share before we uh, promote the Community fund Day next Saturday?
1: Well, we, the new PCYC, we've got five areas of focus. Mm. And we've got to really not lose focus of those main areas, like the sports courts, the multi-purpose courts for gymna- for um, basketball, netball, volleyball, futsal, indoor soccer, badminton. Then you've got the boxing and martial arts, that area. So The second area of focus, gymnastics, another area of focus, the fitness gym, and the cafe. These five areas are primary areas that we've got to really focus on, get them locked solid, build up, get some income. This this is going to cost a million dollars a year to run this building, so it's a large complex uh, and a large cost. So once you get all that up and running and and locked solid – then we start broadening out. And what I want to engage is in the, the cultural and performing arts, so all those things again. Yes. but And that'll happen. But let's get things locked in first.
0: Yeah, get your foundation right. Get the foundations
1: right. right, get the structure right, and then start broadening out to other areas to reach into other parts of the community, which may not be interested in these the physical side of life. Mm. Well, the cafe should appeal to everyone.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. I have a lot of my meetings in that cafe now. I think it's Streetworks Office, I seem to remember.
1: Well, I've had other people say to me, this is great. This, the cafe's got, you know, opens at 7 a.m. to 3, 4 p.m. A great venue to have meetings. Yes. I, I say, this is what we're there for, yeah, yeah. for the community. So rather than have to channel off here and channel off there, come to Open Space, yes. got the outlook or the openness, have your meeting and uh, so be it.
0: Absolutely. Peter, thank you so much. Now, um, I'm just going to share a a possible collaboration for um, next Saturday, should you be around, is the homemade push carts that we've got for our Community Fun Day. Now, the St Ives Men's Shed were the ones who made these four carts for us originally. But Bunnings in Thornleigh are busy reassembling them because they need to be deassembled for um, storage, reassembling them and adding extra spaces for sponsorship and for, um, you know, uh, for making sure that they're um, very safe. They've got rubber wheels so as not to damage the paving outside the newly laid paving. So Hornsby Council have really come to the table to let us do it because it's obviously new paving. It's a, it's a new um, potential use of the space outside the PCYC, which brings inside, outside and outside, inside, we hope. Um, but we'd love you to come down and support it. It really is not going to be a community day without the community there. We've got a fundraising barbecue for street work happening and um, we've got a street worker going to have some mini tattoos to put on people, which, let me just say, are washer-offable, washer, offable wash offable Whatever word that is, that's what they are. Um, And it would just be really lovely to connect with you, show you what the PCYC do, show you what street work do in the community as well. So that is next Saturday, the 18th of November, between 11 and 3 p.m., 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., just outside the PCYC in Waitara. Thank you so much, Peter. You have been amazing. Um, it's been fascinating seeing the connection between Rotary and PCYC, understanding that how the PCYC started, um, hearing your tenacity as a volunteer and letting that be an inspiration and a, and a learning for people who are perhaps in the middle of other projects that are a little frustrating at the moment. Thank you for being on today in the loop with Lucy.
1: Thanks, Lucy. been a pleasure being here. Thanks.
0: So, um, really... Really, I would just say for moving forward, um, understand that when you have a focus and a purpose and an understanding, you never know what can happen and that is one big building and if you want to go and see it and just see what, uh, what tenacity can bring you, then that is it. Next week's show is the start of a conversation about respectful relationships. I recently accepted... Um, I was recently accepted as an official white ribbon advocate and white ribbon day, which is about um, ending violence against women is coming up on the 25th of November. So the next few weeks, which actually coincide with international men's day, which is next Sunday. um, My show is going to be about how we can bring respect and decency into our daily living and how that could actually be part and parcel of what ends that violence because We address our own responsibility and our own behavior. Remember, regardless of what has or is happening to you in your life, you are and always will be you, and you are amazing. The key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body is trying to tell you something's not quite right, and then seek support with the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health. Look for community support in the community because it is there. The podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. And if you want to get updates, then please remember to like the Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page because that's where I will post this show after once I've edited the music out. Links to all of those spaces are available on the Triple H homepage just in case you didn't have a pen handy for all of those instructions. Till next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you, connect with the amazing people in our community, be kind, be caring, be loved, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Do you love animals? Sydney North currently have nowhere for homeless animals. The Ingleside facility had to close some.